Good morning, Scott Schantz filling in for Mike Smith this morning and a very cool story out of McGill University. We're going to talk about love and the effect that it can have on the cycle of violence, especially in young people. I'm really passionate about mental health. It's one of the things that I care about a lot. I've had my own struggles with it um, and have for a really long time. I'm raising two kids, two daughters, and I'm concerned about their mental health. Uh, it, it's just a big conversation that I'm really glad that as a society we are waking up to and starting to have more conversations about in a, in a really open way. I'm not trying to get super deep or anything, but just talk about how this stuff is normal. Um, check this statistic out. In Canada, one in five children who need mental health services receives them. Only one in five. Does that feel okay? Part of the reason has to do with cost, training, space, all of those type of things. But thanks to uh, McGill University, researchers are starting to find a solution, low-cost community-based programs that are seeing inspiring results. And here now to tell us a bit about how that works and some of the good stuff that's happening there is Franco A. Carnavale, a nurse, clinical esthetist, psychologist, and professor of counseling psychology at McGill. Thanks so much for being here. My pleasure to be here. And if I can make a small correction, it's clinical ethicist, not esthetist. Oh, pardon me. Uh, By all means, ethicist, clinical ethicist. Thank you. So tell me about the work that you're doing at McGill and uh, how it's having benefits for for children who aren't getting uh, necessarily the proper mental health treatment. Well, I really, really appreciate your introduction because I think you've really highlighted how big a concern mental health is uh, with you among youth. There's growing recognition that youth are confronting many, many hardships that are really harming their well-being in general and their mental health in particular. Um, there's a real explosion in what we used to refer to as bullying that is now manifested as cyberbullying, the kind of harm that we can be caused through online online types of social media can be really, really deep, deep uh, rooted. Uh, We're seeing a lot of uh, young people concerned about uh, loneliness, grief, concerned about the climate, and and dealing with stress related to school, home, and their relationships. And all of that was powerfully amplified by the pandemic and all of the disruptions that various types of uh, lockdowns caused. Uh, We believe also that a lot of this is, is made worse by dominant conceptions of young people as sort of immature rascals and troublemakers, which can be very dehumanizing where young people just really feel not valued, not respected, and not heard. It is well known that mental health among young people, in addition to the statistic, you highlighted how the amount of mental health services are are clearly inadequate. It's also well known that we also need to be proactive. We need to look at the kinds of community resources and services that can actually be more preventative and promote mental health and well-being and there's a lot of research that demonstrates that young people need to have safe social spaces where they feel that they can experiment in learning new ways to talk with people in new ways to approach conflict express their feelings and try to understand who they are and it is very clear from the work we're doing that this need the promotion of mental health among children and youth is being taken up by a lot of under-recognized community community organizations. And one such community organization that we're working with at McGill is called Love Quebec. And by the way, for your information, there is also Love BC in Vancouver and and they are affiliated. Our research has been 
with the Montreal-based uh, organization, Love Quebec, but I encourage viewers, uh, listeners to uh, check out your own Vancouver-based um, Love BC. This, this particular community organization originally started by helping young people better understand and deal with their experiences with violence, whether as witnesses, perpetrators, or as bystanders, to really better understand the ways in which they could all take responsibility and commit towards really preventing violence. Over time, it has grown to be uh, a program that has been running workshops in communities and in schools, predominantly in schools in the Montreal setting, where uh, students within various high schools participate in workshops using media arts, so photography, video recording, poetry, writing, and other types of media arts to really learn how to better understand themselves and to learn how to be able to express themselves and really develop empathy, uh, respect with their, in their relationships with others. And we've done about two, year, two full years work of research with, within Love Quebec, where we've had research assistants sit in on these sessions. And the impacts have been absolutely powerful, and I cannot overstate them. Uh, for many youth, this experience has been transformative. It's the first time they've actually felt like a human being. They felt heard. Some youth will say things like, if not for love, I'd be dead. I wouldn't wow. be here. Yeah. Some youth, some youth have said, when I use mental health services, I feel like a patient. When I go to Love Quebec, I feel like a person. Wow, those are strong statements, and it sounds like brilliant work. And one of the things that is so striking about it is that this is, for lack of a better term, this is like the low-cost community option. And I think we sort of get our heads into this space of we need to do big things. We need professionals. We need um, mental health supports. And yes, we do need all of those things. But this is kind of enlightening and also really encouraging that, um, you know, for not, not to be uh, somewhat cliched, but small groups of caring people can make a huge difference in people's lives. Absolutely. And I would, I would, position this within a, a larger movement that is referred to as compassionate communities. And this is for dealing with grief, death, loss, uh, all kinds of mental health problems. It is becoming increasingly recognized that we really need people, for the most part, turn to their neighbors, to their communities, to their workplace, to their schools for support. And we really need to put resources and supports there. Um, we still need the professionals for some of the more complex types of problems that will arise. But by and large, we really need to look at how to, be how to better equip and support communities, which tend to be incredibly low cost, which is not, not the only important thing here, but uh, it, it's important to recognize that uh, it really helps to promote uh, general uh, strength within the community. Franco Carnavale, a nurse, clinical ethicist, psychologist, and professor of counseling psychology at McGill University. Brilliant work. And thank you so much for chatting with us about it and also for, you know, taking part in that work. If people are listening to this and thinking, oh, he mentioned that there's a love in BC, wh where can people go to find out more information? Maybe they have children or no kids or, or want to get involved themselves. Where can people start in getting involved with this compassionate community like you're talking about? Well, I mean, whether BC, whether Montreal, and whether Nova Scotia has one as well, they just need to go 
they have wonderful websites. So look up Love BC, um, and you will see uh, on their homepage, there's lots of information about their programs. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much again, Franco A. Carnavale. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to dive into this whole uh, notorious sex offender uh, overnight leave, non-acceptable BC premier upset business. I know that's a lot to swallow, but we're going to get into it uh, talking with Dave Texera. He's a victim rights advocate. That's coming up next. I'm Scott Schantz filling in for Mike Smith.